Welcome back to Isopod, the isolation podcast music, courtesy of Sacred Lime as always. I'm Jack, joined by Corey, um, coming at you after a month of not putting out an episode um, for various reasons, um, one of which, of course, uh, being the latest um, civil unrest that's been going on in the country. Um, We just wanted to be it didn't really feel right to uh, record the last couple weeks. Um, I know that Corey and I, we weren't quite um, ready to... Uh, um, we discussed it. We thought about it. Yeah. Um, it just didn't feel like the right time to put out any, any episodes. We had, we had a, lot of, a lot to talk about, of course, um, which we'll get to today, but um, just wanted to be respectful and, um, and also... Um, just, you know, be mindful of, of where we were at the time. So, um, but we're here now. Um, how are you doing, Corey? I'm doing okay. It's been a tough week, tough, tough few weeks just in general. But, uh, I mean, just with personal stuff recently. Right, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't really feel like I had the words to express what was going on or even what I was feeling when uh, the... George Floyd video and protests first erupted. Um, I honestly stopped listening to music for a little bit over a week. I was so overwhelmed. Uh, I feel like as as two white kids starting a rap radio show, I think we've certainly towed the line between appropriating black culture and displaying our love for black culture because I do love black culture and I know Jack does too. Mm-hmm. So that's something... I want to be more conscious about going forward. Uh, I think during the radio show, we usually let the music speak for itself. And here we try to dive in on certain lyrics that stand out, which is sometimes difficult. I think I at least have become really desensitized to a lot of the like police brutality, racism, and violent upbringing expressed in black music because it's everywhere. It really is, and we reference it all the time, but... Mm. It took these weeks, this moment in history for me to begin to fully understand, which is, I I don't know, both embarrassing and good, I think. Um, I'm I'm going to make a commitment to continue to educate myself and be more intentional with the decisions I make going forward. I mean, there's this big thing about everyone making mistakes now, and I mean, I'm sure I'm going to continue to make mistakes. We will, uh, but yeah, I hope our our love for the music is clear. I mean, yeah. We, we don't do this show for the money. So no. uh, I, I think music is such a powerful tool of expression and art. And I'm so excited to hear what this moment in history was like from Kendrick's perspective, from No Name's perspective, from Joey's perspective, etc. when they release their next music. So that's going to be special and that's going to be part of my education and learning process. So I'm excited for that. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a, a segue into... Um... Uh, uh, our first um, segment, but I mean, um, going back to to Pippa Butterfly, um, it's just interesting, man. Because I, I mean that that album is like that's in in my opinion the best album that I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, there's so many things in there that I just don't understand, um, and. Yeah, like you said, I'm. I think uh, going forward, this is kind of a time to uh, start to understand better. If even if like, you know, 
because obviously we, we, we can never be in their shoes, right? I mean, we will we'll never um, experience the type of oppression that they feel every single day, but we need to have a conscious, put in a conscious effort to um, understand uh, and that'll end up bringing us together and hopefully we can, um, we can solve the injustices going around in the world together. Um, but yeah, I mean, that album, uh, it's crazy. Cause that's like, is that your segue to what, what you've been listening to? Oh yeah. To? Yeah. I mean, I, w- gotcha. yeah, I, I, I was listening to that quite a bit. Um, when this, when, when all these, uh, when all the protests started to, um, take place and it just felt, uh, I don't know, like, I mean, that, al- <laughs> that album was released in 2015 and, uh, I mean, everything he's talking about on there uh, is very relevant today. Uh, right. Yeah. So, um, anyways, we'll we'll be doing a, a better job going forward of trying our best to. Um, uh, I mean, just understand a little more and not just like think of it as another song or another lyric that we hear um because yeah i've i've def- I definitely have fallen into that trap as well so yeah as far as what i've been listening to it's been a lot of rap i feel like every rap album i've listened to relates to what's going on in some capacity um i've been really into lupe Fi- fiasco recently a rapper i think we never gave enough attention to or at least i didn't i kind of expressed that to jack Mm -hmm. last week um but he has four classic albums that i'm just starting to dive into with food and liquor one and two and the cool and lasers and yeah i mean most of those released were released early 2000s and i feel like they are so fresh and relevant to what's going on right now as as well as to pimp a butterfly Mm -hmm. as well as all american badass i mean i've been going through a lot of um i mean i i say older rap albums but most of them came out within the last decade or two yeah. um so did we want to jump into the playlist talk about see or no for upcoming music yeah i mean there's there's only a few um uh releases one of which uh dropped today which i did not know until Corey told me um but yeah let's just do like a quick uh run through these albums um phoebe bridgers let's just start with just let's just start with her she dropped um punisher this morning and uh i probably won't listen to that until later today uh but she's been um dropping singles promoting that album for quite a while um so i i think we can both agree that we're we're pretty intrigued by that one wouldn't you say absolutely i mean i talked about how i loved all four singles uh last episode so yeah kyoto is still i i haven't been listening to a lot of non-rap since like this civil unrest began so uh maybe phoebe will be the segue into that i mean she said she she tweeted this morning i didn't realize it was coming out this morning either but she tweeted like she's not really going to be promoting it until later so (laughs) i i don't know when she'll feel that an appropriate time is i'm kind of a little bit surprised she didn't move back the release date, but who cares? Yeah, it's here, and um, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. She was she planned on doing this um, 
I don't. I think I might have sent this to you, but she was planning on doing like an at-home concert series. So funny. It was like she did an entire promo video about it too. It was like day one. Yeah, it was great. like a, like a festival idea. It was like day one bedroom, day two bathroom, day three kitchen. It was just. Uh, I yeah. thought it, I thought it was brilliant. Um, so hopefully we get that uh, in the near future um, when she uh, thinks it's an appropriate time to do so. Um, Bob Dylan, the man, the myth is dropping another album tomorrow. Uh, what do you think, Corey? I forgot about that. Are you, uh, are you excited about that? Or what, what, what do you, what do you think? Cause you were the one that added that, um, that Dylan track, uh, a, a couple months ago. I love that 19 minute song. I love Bob Dylan, and I'm excited about this. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Um, I think, I mean, a lot of times we've made fun of these uh, kind of past their prime old, I don't know what you want, classic. I mean, he's not even classic rock. He's done everything from rock to folk to, I mean, he was one of the most diverse artists of his time. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm. Um I really have no idea what to expect, uh, so that's kind of exciting. But, I mean, Bob Dylan. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. I don't really know what to expect with this either. Are we just going to get a bunch of 15-minute uh, songs that dive into past historical, just crazy historical events like he did on uh, Murder Most Foul, which was... Um, About the JFK assassination. Yeah, that was, that was, a, whew, that was a good one. Um, Tiana Taylor, I saw, is dropping something tomorrow. Um, so, I don't know, her last album, um, I think that was the one that Kanye was behind, if I'm not mistaken. when he was producing all the seven song EPs or albums. Yeah, I I thought that one was alright. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I'm... I'm I'm not a huge Tiana Taylor fan or... I, I haven't honestly given her discography a lot of time, but no. I'll check this one out for sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know if I can say if I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I'm at with that either. Um, I mean, my intro to her was that last album. Uh, so, and that was all right. So if that's, if, if it sounds something like that, then yeah, I'll be, I'll be listening. Um, Want to jump into the playlist? Uh, yeah, let's... Um, Let's run through. Let's run through these albums real quick. Um, oh, that's right. We do albums first. We, Why did, what, what am I saying? <laughs> it's been it's been a month, man. You know, just dusting off those I'm cobwebs. Flustered. Um, yeah. So um, let's just start with the new 1975. I I feel like I've been a broken record talking about uh, my excitement for this album, um, and. I, I think it lived up to the hype. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of difficult to to say that an album lived up to a a nine month um, promo hype, but I think I like this album a lot just because it shows uh, a lot of different um, styles on here. Like they're they're definitely not um, they definitely have not backed themselves into a corner in terms of. Uh, 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 music style like they did, um, on Brief Inquiry. Um, I mean, you've got, 
the the transition from the 1975 intro with Greta Thunberg into People is it's one of my favorite intros of any album this year. I think it hits so hard. Um, and then you have you have songs that are kind of pop rock. Um, uh, oh, uh, uh, songs that kind of throw it back to '90s rock. Um, uh, you have uh, mellow acoustic ballads, um, uh, grunge rock. Uh, I mean, they really they really pull out all the stops on this, and for good reason because I've uh, I was reading that um, Matt Healy, the uh, the band's uh, lead singer, he said that this is uh, the last album that they will be putting out for quite a while. The the um, uh, uh, yeah, not a lot Are of. Are they gonna go on solo ventures? Or I don't think so. Just... I think they're just gonna take a break. Is what? Um, oh, sure. Is, is what I is what I read. Um, they're just not gonna make new music for a while. Um, I mean, this is a twenty-two song album, and uh, they they were they started recording this uh, during uh, the sessions of their last album. So this has been in the works for quite a while. Um. But yeah, I I really really like this one. This has been uh, another one that's uh, uh, I keep going back to. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what what did you like this one, Corey? I think you I think you said that you thought it was all right. Uh, I don't love it. So, if 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 you've listened to the podcast, you know how much I love it when artists go in a brand new direction and succeed at a new sound or style. Mm. So, I mean, I applaud the 1975 as a band that has a very distinctive sound that they've mostly stuck with and mastered for a decade or so to branch out as much as they did on this album. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually another really great example of the influence of black culture and black music. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of these track experiments work beautifully for me. Mostly the singles, some don't, mostly the non-singles. I will say I love playing on my mind, mm-hmm. Roadkill, and that Nothing Revealed mm-hmm. slash Everything Denied song. Mm-hmm. That one sounds like a Brockhampton bareface ballad in the best way, mm-hmm. except I'm not a huge fan of the guitar on that one. It sounds really... And anyways, I think, I think the 1975 made some of their best songs on this album, but as a whole, it just feels so discombobulated to me. And I will say I've I've only given it four listens. A few of them were, I mean, it dropped right before all this happened, right? Mm-hmm. So I hadn't listened to it for almost a month until yesterday because it didn't, I, I don't know, it didn't feel yeah, sure. important right now. But... I, I don't know, like like the track instrumentals transition, like you said, but the messages and song placements feel so random to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. really, I don't really understand the Greta Thunberg intro track. Like it, it would make sense if it's this climate change concept album, and it starts political, but by the end it's extremely personal with guys, and they touch on everything in between. So there's a lot of songs I'll go back to, but as a whole album. I'll stick with a brief inquiry, and they're self-titled. Yeah, me being a 1975 stand, I uh, I researched uh, the meaning behind every song, and the 1975 intro track. He, Matt Healy, said that they tried to, um, like normally on their intro songs, it's the same, um, the same verse, 
if you notice like on their last three albums like it's the same um lyrics sung uh introducing every 1975 album except for this one okay and uh and, wasn't aware of that yeah and so instead they the band was like all right like what's the most um relevant like like um uh what's the most controversial figure that we could get to like introduce this album and then what like what's like the most relevant topic that we could talk about like that's that was like the whole meaning behind that intro and so they got Greta Thunberg to talk about climate change so even though there's really no tie-in to, <laughs> to yeah. the intro to really any song on here um that was the meaning behind it and so there was some intention behind it but there's no like rhyme or reason for uh placements of these songs like lyrics on these songs there's like no there's no um uh like one song doesn't lead into another uh uh in terms of in terms of uh any thematic um flow so yeah i could i could i could see that as being a uh a downfall but um i don't know i'm i'm probably i'm probably just too much of a of a fanboy uh, let's move on. Um, let's do Alfredo next. Yeah, Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist. Uh, this dropped two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I don't even know. I don't even know what day it is it, right now. It was right before everything went down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on this one? I know that, I know, I, I think we both enjoyed this. Yeah. Uh, so. Freddie and Madlib combined for one of my favorite pure rap albums um, of last year with Bandana. And it just blows my mind that Freddie went from Madlib producing his beats to the, Alche- the Alchemist because they are two of the best rap producers ever on any hip-hop heads list. Yep. Also, <laughs> it was yesterday that I realized Alfredo was a combination of the Alchemist and Freddie's names. Alfredo. Oh, that's funny. Anyways, uh, The Alchemist incorporates all these like classic soul samples into these gritty, disgusting beats. And so it's a much different sound than Freddie was rapping over with Madlib. But Gangsta Gibbs is one of the best rappers alive. And it feels like these beats were tailor-made for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, his flows and bars are always elite. And he just continues to grow and adapt in subtle ways as a rapper. I still don't feel like I've given this album its due diligence with everything going on, but I'm positive that I love it. Uh, the intro track, that that single, 1975, is still my favorite. Skinny Suge is amazing. God is Perfect slaps. Something to rap about with Tyler shouldn't work with like two completely different lyrical topics, yeah. two t- completely different rapping styles, but it does. Um, this album is two living legends who have nothing left to prove just pouring their hearts out into another masterpiece so yeah i love this one i love it It, yeah yeah i love it too um i think freddie is uh continuing to i mean like you said he's he's definitely every release it's just it's further growth but also uh just continues to prove to me that um he's uh I mean, I would argue he's one of the best lyricists, lyricists that we have in hip hop right now. Um, uh, he can he can spit with um, the best of them, um, and his music is 
constantly forward thinking, like even though the alchemist and, and Mad Lib are, you know, they're, they're known for those old school boom bop, boom bap, um, type, uh, type style, but, uh, these feel really fresh. Um, always. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. Um, I definitely haven't given this, uh, the amount of listens that it should get, but I'm for sure going to be going back. I definitely love it. Um, yeah, I don't know if I like it more than bandana yet. Bandana was, uh, uh, one of my favorite rap albums that, that I heard last year. Um, but it's probably, it's, it's probably up there. It's probably up there. Um, speaking of, uh, of, um, Two Living Legends. Two Living Legends. Segue. Uh, Run the Jewels came out with RTJ4. Uh, was that last week? Um, yeah, it, it came out on a Wednesday, so like a little over a week ago, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, or was it a little over two weeks ago? I don't know, man. But Who cares? <laughs> This, uh, this new RTJ album, uh, I mean, what can you say about these guys at this point? Um, every album, I feel like they just get a little bit more, uh, uh, more politically, uh, just get a little bit more, a little bit more political, um, on each release. Their last album, RTJ three, uh, was my favorite rap album of, of that year. Um, and it can, and I continue to go back to it. Um, and yeah, this, this one, uh, I don't know. It's got like, how, how would you describe the sound, the, 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 the style on, on, on this one? Because it's like, it's got a completely different tone than RTJ three. Um, but they're still, they still have that aggression about them in their, in their lyrics and the sense of urgency. Um, yeah, I don't think it sounds too much different than RTJ3 or really anything else they've ever dropped for that matter, but it sounds so good, so fresh. I mean, the the lyrical content is certainly different. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I don't even know how to attack that question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I th- this might sound really dramatic, but I, I, I don't know if I'd be recording this episode right now if this hadn't dropped. It, it dropped right in the heat. I, I don't remember what week week it was, but it was the week that I didn't want to listen to music, and. I didn't listen to it when it first came out, and a few days later, I woke up feeling optimistic and felt like it was a good time to bump RTJ4, and it was it was and is such a perfect album for this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Mike's always been an activist as well as a rapper, and I just think this album is exactly what America needed to hear right now, and I think it's the reason you saw it. two underground rappers go number one for the first time in their careers. Uh, I wrote yeah. down this quote from... A recent interview Mike did with NPR, he said, uh, Nina Simone is far more honest about what the times were than the New York Times at the time. Killer Mike says, James Brown's music was a lot more honest at the time than the Atlantic Journal-Constitution was. Because artists, part of what we do is be a speaker box for society at a particular time. And that's why this album 
it, it just has to be the most memorable album for the year of the year for me, no matter who drops this year. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I haven't even said a thing about the album itself yet, but yeah, it's Run the Jewels and they don't make anything but the hardest hip hop. They go way harder than any middle-aged men should be allowed to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, just if, if you're a hip hop fan, please listen to this album. Oh yeah. This should not go over your head. And yeah, this is, this is definitely the most relevant album that you could possibly listen to right now. Cause like you, like um, listening to, um, anything but hip hop recently has felt, um, a little, uh, yeah, in the last couple of weeks it was, it, it wasn't feeling like the right thing to do, but I mean, and then this album, like it dropped and I was like, Oh, well, uh, this is, uh, this is definitely what I needed to hear. Um, right. and they, they dropped it. LP came out and he was like, well, the, I mean, we were going to drop it on this day, but we're just going to release it now and it's going to be for free. So, um, you can pay for it if you want, but, um, you can get it for free too. So, uh, pretty rad. Yeah. Um, let's see, let's jump into the playlist. Um, not too much, uh, Corey and I, since we've been absent the last month, we just decided to pick, um, a couple favorites. Uh, that we've uh, that we've had on the playlist, and also um, new releases that we may uh, be adding this week. So um, I will start. Um, this is going to be a new uh, a new release this week that's dropped a couple days ago. Um, this is Need to Breathe featuring Ellie and Drew Holcomb. Um, if you don't know Need to Breathe, they are a, uh, a I mean, they're technically a rock band from South Carolina, but I would classify them, and you could definitely hear it in this in this track. This track's called Survival. They're um, kind of more bluegrass, um, southern uh, rock style. Um, and yeah, this uh, this song, it, it's soulful. Um, it's, uh, but it's, it's like, it's a little gritty at the same time. Um, I don't know. It's it's got a it's got a really nice feel to it, um, and their last couple couple singles I wasn't too too hyped on. Um, they've been a band that I've been uh, uh, I've been a huge fan of for a while, um, and their recent stuff hasn't really blown me away. But this track is definitely um, uh, uh, definitely getting them back in their lane. So um, I'm ex- I'm excited about about this track and what possible releases will hold. Um, but, um, yeah, this is a song that I definitely uh, needed to hear this week. Very nice. I picked four songs that all kind of have to do with the civil unrest going on. So my first song is Walking in the Snow by Run the Jewels. Uh, like I said, that album came out at such a perfect time. This song came out at such a perfect time. I really can't believe Killer Mick recorded his verse on this in 2019 because it so, feels so relevant mm-hmm. to the situation at hand. Uh, LP has the first verse on this track and it's one of the best on the entire album talking about our system's tendency to enslave the people who aren't at the top of so- society's priorities. Uh, Gangster Boo delivers this loud banging chorus and then Killer Mike enters and I'm just going to read his first 10 bars because there's 
really no other way for me to describe it, I don't think. So here we go. <laughs> the way I see it, you're probably freest from ages 1 to 4. Around the age of 5, you're shipped away for your body to be stored. They promise education, but really they give you tests and scores, and they predict in prison populations by who's, low in th by who's scoring the lowest. And usually the lowest scores the, low the poorest, and they look like me. And every day on the evening news, they feed you fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper I can't breathe. And you sit there in your house on a couch and watch it on TV, the most you give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. So, one, he wrote that verse in 2019, and it, I mean, it describes the George Floyd case to a T. Mm. Second, this one just hit me so hard because I, I, I feel like this has been my reaction. When I see tragedies like this happening, I rant on social media and don't do anything productive, so that verse hit me hard uh he goes on but yeah this this song really stood out on that rtj album and i'm so blown away every time i listen to that mm. track that verse so thanks for that one dope um my next track uh it's uh definitely one of the more mellow songs that that we've that we that i've added uh, in the last couple of days it's singer songwriter um harrison storm uh australian native um with breathe again uh i think he's got an upcoming album um because uh, he's he's dropped a few singles in the last couple of months um and i actually saw him live uh, a couple months ago and uh if you ever get the chance uh and love your acoustic singer songwriter um uh type shows he's one that cannot be missed um and this track breathe again it's um pretty much everything that 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 i would want um in a harrison storm type uh, uh from a harrison storm type of artist um just really calming um and very relaxing uh talking about um a past relationship that he felt like he he kind of lost himself but um, once he got through it, he can now breathe again. So, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's just really nice, nice to listen to, um, just talking about personal experience and, um, that's pretty much it. Nice. My next song is 2020 Riots, How Many Times by Trey Songs. I love that. Uh, Trey, usually known for his sexy R&B jams, has delivered just this beautiful painful anthem of these times these protests uh, on the chorus he sings how many mothers have to cry how many brothers gotta die how many more times how many more marches how many more signs how many more lives how many more times uh he continues to add throughout the verses on here on the justif justifications of killing black people and the repercussions and man just listen it it's it's hard not to love this song i think it's it's uh very palatable i think any anyone would like this one it's it's not a hip-hop song no it's not it's gorgeous um yeah if you weren't going to talk about that i was going to i that one hit me very very hard um uh yeah and i guess piggybacking off of that uh here's another song that uh uh, I just heard yesterday, but I had to add it just because it gave me a very similar feeling of that Trey Songs um, track. 
gave me. Um, this is Kayana Letty. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but um, this is her take on Dear Mr. President, who um, this is a song that uh, that Pink did um, a couple years ago. And uh, so, yeah, it is a cover, but she does add her own um, a couple lyrics into it. And just, I mean, it's only a couple lines, but <laughs> they're um, very well placed uh, on... Uh, one of them, she says, uh, she's talking to the first lady and asks, um, you know, like, like, did you write, did you write that yourself? Owning, like, like throwing it back to when the first lady gave that speech and everyone was like, well, that's, uh, Michelle Obama's speech. So he stole that. Um, yeah. And just like subtle, subtle hits like that. And it's a, it's definitely an R and B track. Um, uh, really easy to listen to, but, uh, she's got some some pretty savage, uh, lyrics in there, um, telling, like, pretty much asking the president to, to take a walk with her, and just, you know, just to try to see life from, from her perspective as, as a human being, um, which, you know, it's, it's a very simple, uh, very simple idea, but could go a long way if it ever happened, I think, um, yeah. Nice. My third song is Other Side of America by Meek Mill. This song begins with a sample of Donald Trump speaking to potential black voters at this 2016 presidential rally. I'm not really sure where it was. I was expecting kind of more of a call to action track, but Meek goes on to rap about his childhood, his life in ruthless, violent environments, uh, parent troubles, peers getting killed, um, and he concludes it with this sample from a 2018 interview he did on CNN after championships dropped. It's an interview where he spends most of the time calling for criminal justice reform. Uh, Meek spent some time in jail, I think in, earlier in 2018, um, and he's been a really vocal proponent of criminal justice reform since then uh but the snippet he chooses is very telling in its own way uh this might be a little bit tougher listen than trey's anthem for some but yeah. i i i recommend it just as much i think it gives a different perspective from the other side of america yeah yeah good one too um Going off of that, this was a, a Corey pick from um, last week, I believe, or two weeks ago. Um, it was a few weeks ago now. Oh yeah, shoot! This was this is from Lil Yachty's Lil Boat Three, which dropped a month ago. So yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, this is um, by far the best song on the on the whole album. I think I think we can. I mean, we could probably both agree on that. Um, I can agree on that. Yeah, it's an album that that we didn't get to on on this just because I I don't know I didn't think that. I mean, I, I thought it was okay. It's it's. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought it was an encouraging step for yeah, Lil Yachty. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully he continues on that path. Yeah, yeah. He he had he had a few good ones on there, but um, this is uh, TD featuring, I mean, goodness gracious, ASAP Rocky, Tyler the Creator, Tierra Whack. It's 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 a it's a three of our favorites. Automatic really. hit. Automatic. Um, I, th I mean, it's just, it's so funny because you listen to it and you're like, oh, Rocky had the best verse. And then Tyler comes in and you're like, oh, no, Tyler had the best verse. And then Tierra comes in and you're like, well, there it is. So, uh, she has the best verse. She, it's, it's the best verse. I'm just going to, 
I'm just going to read um, the last couple lines here because I just think it's <laughs> it's so funny. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, if we cross paths, leave you cross-eyed, had to slap a bitch, chose the wrong side. <laughs> that made, makes me laugh every time. Um, and then at the end, she's like, she, she's like, I ain't fucking with you boys. Need the cervical cap. Okay, I'm bored. Okay, I'm tired. Sleepy. And then she just yaw- and then she yawns to close out her verse. It's just perfect. Um, yeah, uh, this is uh, definitely a, a more fun song than, uh, um, you know, if, if you... Everything else. Everything else. Then, <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, technically a Coriad, but I love it so much. Well, Jack, I have a confession to make to you. Please. Uh, a confession I've been putting off for months. Uh-oh. A little, a little embarrassing. Oh, no. Uh, I thought about telling you this week, but I thought I'd just tell you in the episode. Great. I'm a little baby fan. We've, we've mocked him in the past, compared him to every other mediocre trap rapper. Uh-huh. I don't even know if we talked about his album, My Turn, when it dropped in February. I thought it was pretty mid when it came out, but it, it's grown on me. I can't say it'll end up super high on my album list like anyone cares, but it's become my workout album these past few months, and I think he's a more complete rapper than we've given him credit for. With that being said, hmm. when George Floyd was killed and these protests started, I was expecting, hoping that it would be Kendrick or Rhapsody or Cole or Jay-Z or so many others that I figured would give us the bigger picture. Instead, Lil Baby drops this track called The Bigger Picture, and even liking him a lot more now, I was skeptical that he would be the right voice for a powerful protest song, and I'm happy to report that I was completely wrong, and Lil Baby was the perfect mm-hmm. rapper to stand up in this moment. Uh, the cover depicts him riding a bike at the very forefront of the an Atlanta protest with a crowd behind him. Uh, the song samples chants from protests and different news broadcasts, and Baby spits these potent bars in a way anyone can follow and understand. The most memorable lines for me come at the very end of verse two as he admits his own faults and promises to do better um i'm gonna read it off i can't lie like i don't rap about killing and dope but i'm telling my youngins to vote i did what i did because i have no choice or no hope i was forced to just jump in and go this bullshit is all we know but it's time for a change got time to be serious no time for no games we ain't talking no more let us go from them chains God bless they soul, every one of them names. Uh, mm-hmm. So I thought every lyric on this track was great, mm-hmm. and I I love it. I don't I don't have any any um, um, anything anything bad to say about what you just said about being a little baby fan. I I you know I think um, although he does. Uh, in the past, I've thought that he, he does sound quite a bit like his contemporaries, and there's not a lot that separates him. Um, lately, I've, I've, I, too, um, have enjoyed what he's been putting out. Um, this track just being, being one of them. Um, 
And I actually read somewhere that the Atlanta, was it the Atlanta, Atlanta mayor or Georgia governor? Someone um, in high government met with Lil Baby. Uh, I don't know if you read that, but they met with Lil, no. Lil Baby and, um, and a reporter afterwards asked how it went. And, and whoever it was said, well, I'm very shocked because um, the, uh, the um, kind of uh, personality that you would think or like, like um, IQ that Lil Baby has, you, you wouldn't think him to be like a very um, well-versed uh, or just like, like could, you know, like hold his own in like a government meeting, you know, but the mayor or I don't know who it was, but they were like, they're like, I, I came away with that thinking, you know, this guy knows a lot more than, than, than people would give him credit for. Um, so he's, it's cool to hear. Yeah. So he's, um, he's no, he's, he's not an idiot. That's, that's pretty much what I'm trying to say. Um, and, uh, and, and this track, I mean, you listen to it and you're like, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's not only aware, but he's very much, um, he's very much in it. Uh, you know, and he's, uh, he's just, yeah, with, with, with his people really. Um, let's see, do I have one more? I think I have one more. Oh Yeah. Um, to round it off, I've got uh, a Lucky Day track. Uh, shout out Lucas O'Connell. Um, nice. Uh, I had never heard of uh, of this uh, of this guy before until Lucas came on the show, and um, this song came up on a uh, uh, on a suggested track for me um, when it first released, and I was like, "Oh, I'll give it a try." That's a Lucas um, a Lucas favorite, so I. Popped it in and um, it's just, it's it's great. I love it. It's called Shoulda featuring Babyface. Um, really groovy track. Um, again, a light listen compared to most of the things that we've been talking about, but um, it's great. I'm I'm a I'm a Lucky Day fan now. Um, so thank you, Lucas. I appreciate that. I think that wraps it up, dude. Um, let's see. Anything else to add before we close? I don't think so. That was a, that was a good long episode. Good long episode. You're welcome, everybody, to our two listeners. Um, yeah. Well, um, hopefully we'll we'll be making this a, a a weekly. I mean, we say it every every time, but you know, these circumstances were definitely different than um, than the last time we put off an episode uh where Corey and i uh we decided to play Catan more than we uh than we we recorded so um but um but yeah um until until next time i guess um go listen to phoebe bridgers that's what i'll be doing that's right so thanks for tuning in until next time never know how to end shows about the best we got. <laughs> <laughs>